This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and you are listening to Messianic Vision. Thanks for being with us today. I have to say that you are in for a real treat, to say the least, and possibly even a divine appointment with the Holy Spirit today. So don't miss a single moment of today's program. My guest is the great-granddaughter of Smith Wigglesworth. Now, I know most of you have heard that name. He's, he's known as the Apostle of Faith. He's renowned for his total trust in God and his divine healing ministry. Well, Smith couldn't be with us, of course, but I have the next best thing, Lillian DeFenn. Now, why do I say the next best thing? Because Lillian and her family carry that same fire, love, and faith that her great-grandfather did. Lil has imparted the fire and anointing of Smith Wigglesworth to many believers. Lil, welcome. Thank you for being with us on Messianic Vision. Thank you, Donna. It's such an honor and such a privilege to be on your program. I love the Sid Roth program. I love the supernatural. I love signs and wonders, and I love revival. And so I'm so thrilled today that we can talk together about all of these things. And I do agree with you. I believe that there are listeners who will be hearing this podcast today and the Holy Spirit has got something to say to them. Yes, I believe that too. Lil, you were saved at five years old and spirit-filled at a church camp at 14. And obviously you have had a heritage and have a heritage of the supernatural. Miracles, signs and wonders, even people being raised from the dead. We hear of that in in your lineage uh, with your great-grandfather. Let's start with something recent, a, a recent event. You were in Switzerland speaking to medical doctors at a conference. What happened? Well, we were in Switzerland, and because I was only going to be speaking on the second day, they invited me to open the conference in prayer. And so as I began to pray, I went into a vision, and I saw Jesus sitting on a chair, and we were all sitting around him, and he said to me, tell your stories. And that was so wonderful for me because um, many years ago, I I was walking down the stairs. You know, my husband is an artist, and sometimes I I watch him paint. And as I was walking away, the Holy Spirit said to me, you may not be able to paint a picture with a brush, but you can tell a story with your words. Yes. And so I felt like Jesus had really released something in me to be able to tell the stories of my family and Mm -hmm tell my stories and even for the conference there that they they all began to tell their stories because stories are a powerful testimony of the wonders that God has done in our lives and yes he's saying to us tell your stories and you know Donna I I think we're going to move into a new shift we've come out of the the faith uh, movement that revival 
And we are going into a, a new revival where we're going to see great healings and, and great signs and wonders. And we are going to be hearing a lot more testimonies and stories. Well, Lil, you certainly have some of the most amazing and powerful stories that I have ever heard. I would like to know how you met your husband and also the, the deal that you asked God for when you were 10 years old. Yes. All right. Well, um, we were in England. We were on furlough. We would go home to England about every five years. And so I was sitting in the back of the car and my dad was telling his brother all the stories of the mission field, stories like when we woke up one night and there was a, a hyena under my sister's bed, and when I woke up and saw a snake on the rafters over my bed, and how we, we lived in a house with no windows and doors. But when I came back from school, you know, I would hear my dad praying for these things, but when I came back from school... There they were. God had answered prayers. But I said to, to the Lord that day, I said, God, I really want to serve you. But God, I do not want to marry a missionary. <laughs> Possible. I don't want to marry a pastor. I said, I would like to marry an electrician or a plumber. <laughs> Remember, my grandpa was a plumber. Right. Or a mechanic, just a regular man who goes to work at five and he goes to work at, at eight in the morning and he comes home at five. And and so I was talking to the Lord about when I grow up and, and get married. It's good to have dreams like that yes. when you're a child. And uh, and so we... We, uh, it's a long story how we ended up in South Africa, but one day a young man walked into our youth group. He had blonde, wavy hair. He was wearing a blue water polo jacket. He played the sport of water polo. And he, it had badges all over the, the jacket. And I remember I looked at him and I thought to myself, tall, talented, and terrific. <laughs> and then when I heard that he was an electrical engineer, I said to myself, this is perfect. This is my man. <laughs> and uh, I was 19 years old at the time. My dad had uh, three requirements for the young man that would marry one of his three daughters. Um, firstly, of course, he had to be a man of God. And... Um, and one of the requ the requirements was that he had to first buy you a house before he would be allowed to marry you. And the reason for that was that Dad said, if he can't provide for my daughter before he gets married, what's he going to do afterwards? Yes. So, um, so we had to wait until we were uh, 22 before we got married. And um, I thought he was just perfect because he was so shy. But, you know, one day he got filled with the Holy Ghost <laughs> and everything changed. And and he just became bold. He started preaching. He, he sat up in bed one day and he said, I'm going to resign my job and I'm going to Bible school. And I ran to my 
prayer closet and I said, God, this was not in the deal that you made. <laughs> and so I said, we'll make another deal, and it's this, that you must put a year's salary in the bank for me while we go to Bible school. And uh, so my husband resigned, and one day his boss walked in, and he put a check down on the table, and he said, Abe, God had me up in the night. He told me to give you this, and it was a whole year's salary. So I realized then that God is going to look after me just like he'd looked after my mom and dad. Yes. And after my grandma and grandpa. Yes. And... And he will look after all of us like that. He's the God who supplies all of our needs. So if you're out there and you have a need, a financial need, I want to encourage you today. Pray a big prayer. Pray a prayer that, that, that you really want to pray. And ask God to meet that need because he is a God of miracles. He's bigger than any need that you have, and he will supply your every need in Jesus' name. That is right. That is right, Lil. You know, you mentioned your father, and we've talked about fire. And when people think of Smith Wigglesworth, they think about that, the boldness and the fire. But this is something that has followed down through the generations in your family. And uh, uh, you mentioned your dad a few minutes ago. Tell me about the wall of fire. Yes, so fire has been mentioned a lot in our home as we've been growing up. And we know what John the Baptist said about Jesus. He said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Yes. So Dad was sitting in, in the lounge one day by the fire, um, amazingly by the fire, fireplace in England, and Jesus walked into the room and he said to him, I will be round about you as a wall of fire. Oof. Not put a brick wall around you, for the walls of Jericho fell with a mighty crash. I will not put mountains around you as they can be walked over, but I myself will be round about you as a wall of fire. And that was really his call to the Congo because as that was happening, he was having a vision of, of these outstretched arms calling him to, to preach the gospel to the poor, to the Congo. Mm -hmm. And, um, and dad often over the years, he wondered about that vision because he, he knew that we were protected and surrounded, but he never felt we'd been in such danger that, that, He'd had to have such an amazing encounter with the Lord. Yes. But then in 1960, um, a war of independence broke out in the Congo, and my dad was, was caught twice. He was actually on his way to warn some of the other missionaries uh, about the war and that the British government had said they must all leave the country. And um, as he was on the road to do that, he got caught twice. And he said that as they surrounded his car and they were so drugged and, and so dangerous, he heard the Lord repeat that, I will be round about you as a wall of fire. And so each time they, they let him go. And, and that was wonderful. And my mom used to preach about Elijah, mm -hmm. how Elijah, you know, he, he had the fire fall on, on the altar 
and and how it consumed the sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the water. And then she would say it would even consume the dust. The Bible says it, it licked up the dust. And that's what the fire does in our lives. It, it brings us forth like pure gold. It, it licks up the dust. And if we think about Moses with the burning bush and and you know when I read that I just I just used to say I want that fire. Yes. I want that fire of the burning bush. I want that kind of fire because it made Moses who who couldn't speak and and uh, he that's that, that's what he said. He he wasn't able to speak and I felt like that. I felt like I was so shy and so quiet that mm-hmm. I would say I need that that fire, God. I want to be like Moses, and I want to go out and deliver your people. And it's the fire of God in us that does that. I think he has answered that for you, Lil. I, I certainly feel that when you speak. I know everyone listening does as well. Lil, we're talking about fire, and I know that's associated a lot with revival. Your great-grandfather had, had become a, a sort of a mentor to Lester Summerall, and he actually prophesied and saw different revivals coming over the years. Yes, that's right. Um, in 1939, World War II was about ready to break out. Lester Summerall was in the 20s. He was working in a Bible school in England, and he got to know Smith Wigglesworth. He read his books and heard about his ministry. He had been going over and visiting Smith Wigglesworth in his home for several years. Every other week he would visit him. Smith Wigglesworth would also have Brother Summerall to speak at his conventions. One day Lester Summerall went to tell Smith Wigglesworth that a police officer had come to his door and told him that everyone who was not an English citizen would have to leave the country. Hitler was threatening to come across the English Channel so all foreigners had to leave. The young Samaral explained to the elder minister, I came to say goodbye to you. I appreciate all that you have put in me. Now, here was a young minister in his 20s, and here was a man in his 80s who wanted to give his gift to somebody. Smith Wigglesworth told the young minister, I want to bless you. So he held him and said, Lord, Everything that I have, bless him with it. Give it to him. Smith Wigglesworth started weeping as he pulled Brother Summerall in closer. He was a big man, and as he held him close to him, tears rolled off his face, and they would hit me in in my face, Brother Summerall explained. Wigglesworth cried out, I probably won't see you again now. My job is almost finished. I think he he lived about another um, eight or nine years after this, Mm -hmm. as he continued to pray, he cried, I see it, I see it. Brother Samuel asked, what do you see, what do you see? So number one, he said, I see a healing revival coming right after World War II. It's so easy to get people healed. I see it, I see it. I won't be here for it, but you will be. And there was a healing revival right after the war. He continued to prophesy, I see another one. I see people of different denominations being filled with the Holy Ghost. So this was the second one. It was the charismatic revival. 
God raised up people during that era like the four gospel businessmen. Then the third one, Brother Wigglesworth continued, I see another move of God. I see auditoriums full of people coming with notebooks. There will be a wave of teaching on faith and healing. We did experience that wave, he saw, and we call it the word of faith movement. Yep. Then he prophesied. I love this, Donna. <laughs> I love this part. I see the last day revival that's going to usher in the precious fruit of the earth. It will be the greatest revival this world has ever seen. The greatest revival that this world has ever seen. It's going to be a wave of the gifts of the Spirit. Isn't that marvelous? Yes. The gifts of the Spirit. The ministry gifts will be flowing on this planet Earth. I see hospitals being emptied out, and they will bring the sick to the churches where they allow the Holy Ghost to move. Mm-hmm. Lil, you even said that God spoke to you a few years ago, and he said, re- regarding this revival, I will do a work in your day, your day. So that's, that's now, that's here. Well, that's what I'm so excited about. <laughs> he said, I will do a work in your day that you would hardly believe even if it were told you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, nearly every day I'm saying, Lord, I believe, I believe. Just tell me. Just tell me. So I know it, it's, it's happening. It's, it's happening all over the world. Uh, a revi- revivals are beginning to break out. And, and it's going to be a wonderful day where we're going to see whole cities come to Jesus. We, mm-hmm. Those people that you have been praying for, that you think will never get born again, they're going to turn in a day and bow their knees to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. It's, it's, that is the spirit of revival that we're entering into now. Yes. You know, Lil, we're going to go to a break in just a couple of minutes, but I wanted to ask you about this. We've been talking about your great-grandfather, and, you know, he was kind of known for being so forceful when he prayed for people, and I know some people may have not have agreed with his methods, but when I found out how he viewed sickness, it explained a lot to me. Will you Will you tell our listeners? Yes. Well, I was that very often when he would pray for the sick, he would actually see the evil force behind the sickness. And and so that's why some people would gasp, you know, when he would uh, hit somebody in the stomach. And he always said, I know my business. And he said, <sighs> because he, he, he had the gift of discerning of spirits. Yes. And he was seeing what was behind that illness. And it was that that spirit that he was punching and telling to be gone and removed in the name of Jesus. And, and then at other times, he would see the hands of Jesus on a person, and he would just put his hands on the hands of Jesus. And there, there were other times when he would see the face of Jesus at, at the window, and he always spoke about my lovely Jesus. Mm. He would say, Jesus is, is so lovely. And, and so even when he was raising the dead at times, um, it is said that he would, he would see the face of Jesus. Yes. And so that, 
that explains why he behaved like he did. <laughs> yes, and I know everybody's methods are different, so <laughs> but that explained so much to me. I mean, he was serious about if he knew it was a demonic presence, then he was serious about getting it out of there. But then when he knew if it was just like a physical ailment, then he would lay his hands on. So he had a powerful discerning of spirits, it sounded like to me. Let me ask you one more thing before we go to break. Um, You were speaking, and there was a young man that did not know you. He did not know Smith Wigglesworth, and he happened into that meeting. He came off the streets, and, and he went into a vision. Will you tell us about that before we go to break? Yes, we were having a meeting in in a ballroom of a hotel, and he heard that there was a meeting going on. He was probably a young man in in his early 20s, I would say. And he said, while we were in worship, I was standing at the podium, and he went into a vision, and he saw an old man. And this old man said to him, that he said, do you see that young lady there? Uh, thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> he said, that is my great-granddaughter, and she carries my anointing. And if you ask her to pray for you, then she will pray for you so that you can also heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead. So he came forward at the end of the meeting and told me that and and asked me to pray for him. And I believe that's for everybody. Yes. I love to pray for people and put the fire of God in them (laughs) and say to them, go and heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out devils. Freely you receive, freely give. Just go and do it. Go and do it. All of you who, who are under the sound of my voice today, Go and do it. Go and do it. Be bold. Be strong. The Lord your God is with you to minister in this way in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you, Lil. Well, you're listening to Messianic Vision, and I'm talking today with the great-granddaughter of Smith Wigglesworth, Lil Defin. If you want to have some of Smith Wigglesworth's teachings and Lil Defin's teaching in your home or your work or your church, then Sid and I definitely want to encourage you to get the Smith Wigglesworth Power Package. This includes two promise books by Smith Wigglesworth. They're full of Smith's personal insights, favorite scriptures, and greatest Bible promises. One of them is called Faith and Miracles and the other Healing and Comfort. You're also going to get two exclusive and anointed power-packed CD teachings by Lil and the My Life Book Journal. Well, as I said earlier, Lil and her family carry the same anointing and fire as Smith Wigglesworth. So when we come back, Lil is going to do exactly what Jesus told her to do. She's going to tell some of her stories. Don't miss it. Smith Wigglesworth, often referred to as the Apostle of Faith, was one of the pioneers of the Pentecostal revival that occurred a century ago. Thousands came to salvation in his meetings. Hundreds were healed of serious illnesses and diseases as supernatural signs followed his ministry. Lillian DeFin is the great-granddaughter of Smith Wigglesworth, and she carries the same fire, love, and faith that her great-grandfather did. She has imparted the fire and anointing of Smith Wigglesworth to many believers. Now she is ready to impart to you 
you the Smith Wigglesworth anointing so you too will walk with Holy Spirit fire, faith, and healing. Call now and get Lillian Defend's Smith Wigglesworth Healing and Miracles Package, which includes her anointed two-part audio CD teaching, The God of Wow and Now, and her My Life Book Journal. Plus this special bonus, Lillian Defend's great-grandfather's Smith Wigglesworth's two-book set, The Greatest Bible Promises for Faith and Miracles, and for Healing and Comfort. This exclusive offer is for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9516 through Lillian Defend's anointed two-part audio CD teaching series. You will understand the secret of Lillian's great-grandfather Smith Wigglesworth's great faith, power, and anointing. Understand how everyone, including you, can do special miracles. Find out the importance of taking communion daily to remember the great exchange of Jesus' life for yours. Discover how to deepen your relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit so you can experience the power, the glory, and the supernatural of God every day. Included on this audio CD series, Lillian Defend prays a prayer of impartation for you to receive the Smith Wigglesworth anointing of faith, fire, and healing. You will also receive Lillian Defend's journal, My Life Book. She prepared for you a way to record your own events, encounters, and words from God. In this journal, you'll find space provided for you to record your dreams, visions, words from God, and important happenings. The journal contains a special blessing from Lillian Defend, keys to Smith Wigglesworth's anointing, instructions on how to use your life book journal, Lillian Defend's glory declarations for you to decree and declare over yourself. Through the keeping of your own My Life Book Journal, you will learn to hear God's voice more clearly, learn benefits of journaling your events and encounters with God, receive an impartation of the Smith Wigglesworth fire and anointing. Plus, you will receive this special bonus, Lillian Defend's great-grandfather Smith Wigglesworth's two-book set, The Greatest Bible Promises, for faith and miracles, and for healing and comfort. These two books are full of Smith Wigglesworth's favorite scriptures, powerful quotes, and personal insights. You can keep these books by your bedside, carry them in your purse, and take them wherever you go. Don't miss out on getting Lillian Defend's Smith Wigglesworth Healing and Miracles Package, which includes her anointed two-part audio CD teaching, The God of Wow and Now, and her My Life Book Journal, plus this special bonus, Lillian Defend's great-grandfather Smith Wigglesworth's two-book set, The Greatest Bible Promises for Faith and Miracles and for Healing and Comfort. This exclusive offer is for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9516. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9516 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Well, you're listening to Messianic Vision, and we're back with my new best friend, Lil Defin. <laughs> Lil, I'm going to call you my new best friend. Is that okay? I love it. <laughs> you know, when you were growing up, healing was the norm in your family. Yes. Because we had no doctors and no hospitals where we lived, we were in living in the bush. Uh, so when we were sick... My mom would just call my dad. She would say, I'm going to call the doctor. But he actually wasn't a doctor at all. <laughs> and they would lay hands on us, and we would fall asleep, and, and we would wake up well. I remember one time we were playing hide-and-seek in, in the bushes there, and we, I must have been hiding in a nettle bush. And I remember just running into the house, and I was in pain all over my body. And again, mom 
called my dad and they prayed for me mm-hmm. and I went to sleep and, and I woke up well. So healing was the norm. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said something once. He he said in the end times it it's gonna be harder to get people healed because their faith will be so much in medicine. Mm, yes. And so we find in in villages and you know, in, in places on the mission field, people do get healed very easily because there is no one to rely on. God is their source. He is the healer. Yes. Places like that. So that's how it was where where I grew up. Yes. And you know what? Thank God for doctors and for hospitals and places like that that can yes. care care for people. But, you know, we have to trust in the Lord for our healing. And you and your team recently went into a hospital. Tell me about that. Yes. It was my team. I wasn't with them, but they, they gave us their testimony afterwards. And they said they went into the hospital that day. It was a Tuesday. And they went from bed to bed just saying, can we pray for you? And and the people would say yes, um, and they would pray for them to be healed. But there was one bed that they came to, and the gentleman in the bed said, no, thank you. <sighs> so they just walked past him and carried on in the ward, and, and then they left and went home. Well, two days later, they got back into that ward, and the ward was empty. And so, except for one man who was in the bed, and he shouted out, he said, they've all gone home, they've all been healed. Please, would you pray for me? <laughs> I guess so. And and I guess we don't have to guess which man that was, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and, you know, they led him to Jesus, and then they prayed for him, and, and he was healed as well. Yes, so, yes. God is doing amazing healings, and I just want to bring in here that we need to we need to stop praying for the sick and laying hands on the sick. But I know that sometimes we think it's got to be the healing team or or the pastor. And there was a time in my life when when I felt like that because my dad always prayed for us, and we lived across the road from him. So even when I had children, if they were sick, I would call Grandpa. I would call my dad and say, he's going to come and pray for you. And so that's how it always was. But one day, my dad was overseas, and my son had a an, a bee sting allergy, and I was told he had to be in hospital within 20 minutes. And, of course, my dad wasn't there to pray for him. My husband was out. And it was before the days of cell phones, I couldn't get hold of anybody. And so I took my Bible and I just began to read the healing scriptures to him. And then I came to Luke ten nineteen that says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And Peter stopped me and he said, Does that include bees? And and I said, Yes, absolutely. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and bees and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And he kept saying, read it again, Mommy. And then he started to laugh. And I said, why are you laughing? And he said, because it's gone. 
on the inside. On the outside, he was blue and struggling to breathe, but, but it all went away. And I realized that day, I can also pray for the sick. Yes. And the Word of God is also powerful in my mouth. And so we have to understand that, that there comes a time when God says, it's time to grow up. Now, you can pray for the sick. The Word of God is powerful in your mouth, and you will see him do signs and wonders in your life as well. Yes, that is great information. I mean, that's always great for me to hear those type of encouraging um um, truths from the Bible that we don't think about. Sometimes we think about, I have to have a minister, but the word says, as you just said, you can do it. I can do it. Uh, our listeners today can do it. So thank you. Thank you for that. Right. Um, you have a teaching about that, that you call sign for it. Yes. It was um, when mom and dad came out of Congo, we we stayed in Zambia for a while. There was a, a wonderful family there that actually allowed us to stay in their lounge for a number of months. But when Dad realized that we were not going to get back to Congo very quickly, then he decided to rent a house. So we moved into this house, but we had no furniture. And so one day, Mom and Dad went out. I was alone in the house. I think I was about uh, 15 at the time. And this big furniture van rolled up in the driveway, and the driver said, is this where the Reverend J.H. Berry lives? And I said, yes, that's right. And so he said, all right, we've got some furniture for you. Well, I thought my mom and dad had been shopping. And so I opened the front door. And I let all this furniture in, and I was just telling them, you put that in the lounge, and you put that in the dining room, and, and that goes in the bedrooms, and, oh, the fridge can go in the kitchen. And there, there was furniture for every room in the house, tables and lamps. And, and then the, the gentleman who, who was driving, he presented me with a slip, and he said, would you sign for this? Well... It had our name on it, so I signed for it. And they had just left when Mom and Dad came back. And they walked into the house, and they saw all this furniture, and they said, Lil, what have you done? <laughs> and I said, well, Dad, it had your name on it. So I signed for it. And, and so I learned a lesson that day. I learned if something has your name on it, you can sign for it. You know, we never found out who sent that furniture. But I was used to God providing for our needs. So I just I just thought this was for us, and, and I let it in. But um, God has wonderful promises and, and miracles in, in the Word of God. And so if you are reading something... And, and you like it. Maybe you see like a financial miracle and, and you like it, you sign for it. You say, God, that's for me. Maybe you see a healing miracle in the Word, just sign for it. Say, God, that's mine. I'm taking it. W whatever it is that you see in the Word of God, you can just sign for it. What about the gifts of the Spirit? That's for the end time revival. I want to encourage everybody, just Sign for the gifts of the Spirit because they're yours. And a gift is a gift is a gift, you know. 
So sign up for the gifts of the Spirit. If, if everything in the Word, every promise in the Word is yours, just sign for it and take it. It's yours. And so how do we receive it? We receive it like everything else. We receive it with our words. And our words have creative power, and we just simply say, thank you, Lord. It's mine now. Well, I'm ready to sign up for it. I don't know about you. <laughs> I see people in our in our audio booth here while we're talking to Lil. I see people raising their hands like, I'm signing for it. I'm signing for it. So uh, I'm going to do that. And for you that are listening, I hope that you will do that as well. Lil, tell us about a significant miracle. There was a time that you needed what you called a significant miracle. Yes. To me, a significant miracle is a miracle that will touch your city or touch your town or, or your village. And so one time I was in Kenya, I was asked to go and help grow a church. It was a new church plant, and they asked me if I would go and just help them. And so I was there, and the, the very first day that we started the meetings, we prayed and we asked God for a, a significant miracle. This church was being planted in an area where they worshipped foreign gods. And so we needed a miracle that was going to touch the community. And so when I asked the people to come for prayer, there was a young boy of about 10 or 12. He came and he brought his little sister, who I thought was probably about five. And he said to me, she has never spoken. She can understand everything that is said. She can follow a, an instruction, but she's never been able to speak. So that night we prayed for her and we rebuked that dumb spirit. Well, the next day in the meeting, I asked, is that little girl in the meeting? And they shouted out, yes, she's here. And they, they brought her forward. And so I said to her, Say mama, because I thought I was going to have to teach her to speak. And I, I was using a word that I thought was maybe international because I couldn't speak her language. And she began to rattle off in her language, and the whole church began to laugh. And I <laughs> said, what is she saying? And they said, she is saying, I don't have to say mama like a baby. I can talk now just like my big brother talks. So that was a significant miracle that touched that community. And then the other one was that also in the first meeting, the church didn't have a roof on it. It just had uh, about a third of the church had a roof over it. Mm -hmm. And so we prayed in that meeting and we said, God, we want the money for this roof before the, the end of the week. Well, in the very last meeting, there, there was a, a very a smart elderly gentleman came forward, and he explained to me that he had worked away from his village for many, many years, and, and that he had now retired, and he had come home, and he had walked into this church, and he said, I see there's no roof. On this church and so I am bringing my tithe and I am going to buy the roof for this church that was a, a significant 
miracle. Yes. Every miracle is, is important. But for me, when I talk about a significant miracle, it's, it's a miracle that will, will touch your city. And, and we, we need miracles like that because um, miracles, God wants you healed because he loves you. But miracles are also to bring in souls. Mm-hmm. And, and souls are what we are after. Signs and wonders, they, they bring in souls. They, they show the unbeliever that this is the true God. This is yes. the mighty God. And, and so my prayer is souls. Soul, soul. That's why I want significant miracles. Yes, yes. And you know what, Lil? Right now, I mean, we certainly do feel the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit on what you're saying. And I know that there are people that are listening to you now that need personal miracles and they need significant miracles in their life. Will you speak to them? Yes. I want to pray for you today that you will receive the miracle that you desire. So, Father, we thank you that you are the God of the impossible. Nothing is impossible with our God, be it cancer, be it any kind of heart disease, even if it's a a, a mind kind of illness, even if it's a child that has been born deformed in any way, There is nothing impossible with you, God. And so, as I pray today, Father, I ask that you will send your word over the airway to that one that is now holding up their hand and saying, It's me, Lord. I need a miracle. Lord, I I thank you today. You send your word and you heal them today. In Jesus' name, I speak to you. I say, be healed and be whole in the name of Jesus. Yes. Those of you, maybe there's a pastor somewhere, you're starting a church. I pray for you that you will see a significant miracle, that you will see the town cripple healed, that you will see a blind person see, and there will be a significant miracle that will enable your church to grow as people recognize this is the true living God. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lil. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back right after this with more from Lil DeFin. Again, I just want to remind you to get this great resource today. It's the Smith Wigglesworth Power Package. It includes two promise books by Smith Wigglesworth, Faith and Miracles, and Healing and Comfort. You're also going to get two exclusive Power Packed CD teachings by the young lady that you have been listening to, Lil Defin, and the My Life Book Journal. So be sure to get that today. You know, over the years, many people ask Lil, what was the secret to your grandfather's faith, the power, the anointing, that fire? You're going to find out in just a moment, so stay with us. Smith Wigglesworth, often referred to as the Apostle of Faith, was one of the pioneers of the Pentecostal revival that occurred a century ago. Thousands came to salvation in his meetings. Hundreds were healed of serious illnesses and diseases as supernatural signs followed his ministry. Lillian DeFin is the great-granddaughter of Smith Wigglesworth, and she carries the same fire, love, and faith that her great-grandfather did. She has imparted the fire and anointing of Smith Wigglesworth to many believers. Now she is ready to impart to you 
you the Smith Wigglesworth anointing so you too will walk with Holy Spirit fire, faith, and healing. Call now and get Lillian Defend's Smith Wigglesworth Healing and Miracles Package, which includes her anointed two-part audio CD teaching, The God of Wow and Now, and her My Life Book Journal. Plus this special bonus, Lillian Defend's great-grandfather's Smith Wigglesworth's two-book set, The Greatest Bible Promises for Faith and Miracles, and for Healing and Comfort. This exclusive offer is for our rich supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9516 through Lillian Defend's anointed two-part audio CD teaching series. You will understand the secret of Lillian's great-grandfather Smith Wigglesworth's great faith, power, and anointing. Understand how everyone, including you, can do special miracles. Find out the importance of taking communion daily to remember the great exchange of Jesus' life for yours. Discover how to deepen your relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit, so you can experience the power, the glory, and the supernatural of God every day. Included on this audio CD series, Lillian Defend prays a prayer of impartation for you to receive the Smith Wigglesworth anointing of faith, fire, and healing. You will also receive Lillian Defend's journal, My Life Book. She prepared for you a way to record your own events, encounters, and words from God. In this journal, you'll find space provided for you to record your dreams, visions, words from God, and important happenings. The journal contains a special blessing from Lillian Defend, keys to Smith Wigglesworth's anointing, instructions on how to use your life book journal, Lillian Defend's glory declarations for you to decree and declare over yourself. Through the keeping of your own My Life Book Journal, you will learn to hear God's voice more clearly, learn benefits of journaling your events and encounters with God, receive an impartation of the Smith Wigglesworth fire and anointing. Plus, you will receive this special bonus, Lillian Defend's great-grandfather Smith Wigglesworth's two books set, The Greatest Bible Promises, For Faith and Miracles, and For Healing and Comfort. These two books are full of Smith Wigglesworth's favorite scriptures, powerful quotes, and personal insights. You can keep these books by your bedside, carry them in your purse, and take them wherever you go. Don't miss out on getting Lillian Defend's Smith Wigglesworth Healing and Miracles Package, which includes her anointed two-part audio CD teaching, The God of Wow and Now, and her My Life Book Journal. Plus, this special bonus, Lillian Defend's great-grandfather Smith Wigglesworth's two-book set, The Greatest Bible Promises for Faith and Miracles and for Healing and Comfort. This exclusive offer is for our rich supernatural audience, yours. For a donation of $40, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9516. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9516 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or right today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision with our very special guest today, Lil Defin. Now, before we went to break, I said that a lot of people ask Lil, you know, what's the secret of Smith Wigglesworth power and anointing and fire? And uh, Lil, you're going to give us the answer. Right. Well, I have three secrets here. And the first one is that he was a man of one book. You know, many people say that he was not able to read or write. Um, that is partially true in that he, he never went to school, but his wife did teach him to read and write. And so he, he, he was able to read. But the only book he ever read was the Bible. I know that he could um, write because he gave my mom a Bible, and in the front he's written, 
I trust that this will be the choicest of all books hmm. to you. And, and so that Bible is very precious to me. So he, he was a man of one book. It was the only book he ever read. And he would say, this book does not contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God. Yes. And he would encourage people to read the Scriptures out loud as they read the Word because he said faith comes by hearing the Word. So he was a man of the Word. And then secondly, he liked to take communion every day. And he said communion was the great exchange of the life of Jesus for his life. And he he was often heard to say, oh, he is a lovely Jesus. So he was a man who loved Jesus dearly. And then thirdly, he loved the person of the Holy Spirit. And my dad told me that it didn't matter what subject he was preaching on, he would always end up speaking about <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit. He was a man of the Spirit. Well, there you have it. Now you have the answer to the secret. So I think uh, at this point we need to start applying some of those in our lives. You know, a lot of people that move in healing miracles and signs and wonders and um, uh, things that you experience in your, your ministry, I'm sure people wonder, does that person ever get sick? Well, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, I don't get sick very often. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this story, which was absolutely amazing. I, I had not been feeling well for about three months. I had a pain in my back and just felt, felt generally unwell. But I didn't say anything to anybody. I was praying about it. I didn't even tell my husband Abe about it. But one day we were traveling in the car. We were going from Johannesburg, where we live, to the Lesotho border, which is about a six-hour drive, and we had some friends in the car. And this gentleman said, if you look out of the window right here, you might see some eagles because this is where the eagles nest. And so everybody was looking out of the window, but because I wasn't feeling very well, I just snuggled into my, my seat in the back of the car, and I began to just rehearse all the eagle scriptures in my mind. And then I came to that scripture that says in, in Malachi 4.2, that unto them that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And I, I was saying, arise with healing in his wings. And suddenly I went into a vision I saw an eagle come through the window of the car, and it took a snake out of my back. And I saw it fly out with the snake in its beak. And, you know, the, the eagle is the enemy of the snake. But I realized there the power of meditating on the Word of God. Mm -hmm. it, it will bring healing to you. It, it will bring success to your life. So... So the Word of God is very powerful, but I want to tell you this story because we are on radio, and, and, and the, the power of a word of knowledge, even over the airway, that God will send His Word, and He will heal you even as we're speaking today. So I, I got malaria while I was in Mozambique, and um, I had been in hospital. I was 
trying to take the medicine that they gave me, but I just couldn't keep it down. So one day I got up early in the morning and I went and lay on the couch because it was cooler there. And I said to the Lord, Father, you have to heal me today because I'm not getting any better and I, I need to be healed. And I switched on the television and it just happened to be Pat Robertson on the 700 Club. And he was giving a word of knowledge. And he said, I see somebody and you're shivering and you're shaking. You have a high temperature. He said, I think it's malaria. And when he said that, I jumped off that couch and I said, you are talking to me. And <sighs> I said that, the anointing went right in the top of my head and it ran right down my body and I was instantly healed. And it was wonderful. I ran through the house. I woke everybody up <laughs> in the room and I said, I said, Jesus has just visited our house and, and I am healed. And the wonderful thing was with malaria, you often take a few days to get strong. But I was instantly strong. And also malaria can reoccur, but it has never reoccurred. I have been absolutely healed and, and it's just wonderful. So I contacted the 700 Club just to thank Pat Robertson for that word of knowledge that he gave. And he told me that when they looked it up, that word had been given two years before I heard it. Yeah. And so that's, that's God's word again. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which it was sent. And it was sent two years before to bring healing to me. Mm -hmm. Pat Robertson told me, he said, when I gave that word of knowledge in America, I thought this is a very strange word of knowledge because you don't have malaria in America. Yes. But, you know, God loved me so much. <laughs> the way two years beforehand. <laughs> so you heard it and you signed for it, right? I signed for it. And today, as as we as we pray over the listeners, God will send his word and heal them. Yes. Just like he did me. Yes, yes, I believe that. Um, you know what? We talk about imparting, imparting an anointing or faith or um, a ministry gifts, and you have actually imparted the Smith Wigglesworth anointing to believers uh, over the years to many people. But you say, you know, you know, be careful because you just need to understand that that you're imparting that anointing, but it's not going to be exactly like his. What do you mean by that? Well, you may not be bold. You may, you don't have to go around something people in the stomach <laughs> uh, when we impart the anointing. The, the anointing is for signs and wonders. And, and we have to understand it's not the anointing of Smith Wigglesworth or Catherine Kuhlman or Lil Defin. The, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And he will take his anointing and put it on your anointing. And, and, and so... We, be, we become more powerful as the body of Christ, as we're able to give our impartation to one another um, w with these anointings. And so, yes, we can 
pray for one another, and we, there is an impartation that takes place. And you know, Donna, what I find? I pray for people, and they go off, and they do greater miracles than I've ever seen. Oh, that's what that's what uh, Sid says all the time. He says, I want to pray for you, and I want you to know that my guest on my program or me, you know, we're going to pray for you, and, you know, God is going to use you, and you can do even greater things than we do. So it's, it's great to hear you say that. I know Sid's going to like that because he says that all the time. Listen, Lil, there's something I want to ask you. Now, uh, I've been talking to you now for for several minutes here, and we love you. We love what God's doing in your life. But you said there was a time in your life that you used to just argue with yourself all the time. Yes, that's right. I always had to have a reason for doing what I was doing. And, and so I would argue all the time with myself. For instance, I would be driving along, and I would, I would have a thought. Don't use the highway today. And so I would argue with myself and say, well, I, I don't like using the back roads. I'm a highway girl. I like to use the highway. And so I would use the highway and probably get stuck in traffic. Yeah. And other times, and this used to happen quite often, because I like to get up early in the morning and, and have a quiet time before the phone starts ringing and, and before the family would get up, I would, I would have this thought, get up and get dressed. And and then I would argue with myself and say, well, I don't want to get dressed because if I do that, I'm going to wake the family up. And and I, I want to just have my quiet time with the Lord. And then, you know, the phone would ring and, and somebody would need us to go to the hospital and we wouldn't be ready. And And so I was arguing with myself until one day everything changed when I read a verse that said, I have the mind of Christ. And when I read that verse, I, I got such um, a revelation. It's 1, it's 1 Corinthians 2.16. And, and it says, For who has known or understood the mind and the counsel and the purposes of the Lord so as to guide and instruct him yes. and give God knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ. And when I read that, Something just dropped into my heart, and and I decided the Spirit of God lives in me. He he is the Spirit of truth. He teaches me all things, and I can believe that I have his mind. And so I just got an absolute peace. And now I follow the thoughts that are in my mind. I believe God is speaking to me, and I know the Word of God, and this is why my desire, my dream is that people will read through the Bible every year and and really get to know the Word of God because then if it's a thought from the enemy, you just you just discard it because you know it's not the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And so anything that doesn't line up with the Word of God, we take no notice of. Yes. And we have we have the mind of Christ. It's just a wonderful piece that can come into your life if you can get that revelation. Yes, that's right. Well, you know, we've been talking about the power of stories. And as I have read about 
uh, about you, and I've read some of your stories, and we've talked on the phone, and we've emailed over the last several weeks preparing for these programs, there was a story that stuck out to me so much, and I even I even shared this in our staff prayer meeting last week because it just impacted my life so much, and the, the results of sharing that in our prayer meeting, it was so strong. I mean, people related to it so much, and we all just started praying into that. It's a story that you call um, the lion story. Will you share that with our listeners? Yes, I would love to. It was many years ago when my mom and dad first went into the Congo. So there were many villages that hadn't yet heard about Jesus. And one day dad said to us, we are going to go to a village that has never heard the gospel. And it, uh, we, we traveled all day. So we got there uh, sort of towards um, the sunset. And, uh, and so my dad said to the people in the village, is there somewhere that we can sleep? Um, you know, when the children, when we got out of the car, the children began to scream because they'd never seen a white face before and and they thought we were ghosts. And so they pointed us to a, a, a structure in the middle of the village. It was just four poles with a, a, a covering of grass. And they said, you can sleep there. Well, mom didn't mind at all. She was just so happy to be able to put the camp beds out and just get everybody into bed. And it was a beautiful evening. We all fell asleep. And then suddenly there was a great thunderstorm that started. And, you know, we lived near the equator and it can really pour with rain. I remember being in England once and my uncle said to me, Lil, go outside and tell me if it's raining. And I came back and I said, no, it's not raining. But when they got outside, he said, Lil, it's raining. <laughs> I said to him, no, it's not raining. This isn't rain. Because to me, I was used to Congo. And when it rained, it would pour down. But this was a tropical storm that we hadn't seen before. And there was thunder and there was lightning. And my, my mom and dad feared for our lives with that lightning around. And they were standing and rebuking this storm. And, and mom said she cried out to the Lord and said, Jesus, how is it when you stood in the boat and you rebuked that storm? There was peace. But we are crying out to you. And the storm is just raging on and raging on. And, and so they battled the storm all night. And then as the sun began to rise, it suddenly just went away and disappeared. And, and so the, the elders of the village came out and they said to my dad, we want to serve your God. And he said to them, how do you know who my God is? And they said, your God is the God who can save our children from the lions. And then they told my dad that they had put God to the test and they had put us in the lion's den. Mm. It, that place where we slept was where the lions came every night at dark. And they would sleep there. And if any of the children ran out of their huts, the lions were eating their children. And so they said, we want to serve the God who will save our children 
from the lion. Yes. And and so that village came to Jesus because of that story. And sometimes we think that God's not hearing us when we cry out to him. But but he is our, our, our shepherd and our shelter in the time of storm. And and sometimes God does use a storm in our lives. And so we have to understand the ways of God. And and is this storm from God or is this storm from the enemy? Um, sometimes the ways of God are different to our ways. And and so we found out that day that that God can send a storm to save you from the lions. And and even today I want to say to your listeners, he's the God who can save your children from the lions. The lion of drugs, drug abuse, the lion of alcohol. Uh, the lion of learning difficulties, and, and whatever it is, the lion of divorce in your home, God is able to rescue you from the lion that are trying to eat up your children. Yes, yes. Wow. Wow. I just have to say, wow. And, you know, Lil, we listen to you, and, and we know that that so many miracles come through your ministry and what God is doing in your life. But, you know, can everyone do what you call special miracles? Donna, everyone can do special miracles. And um, I found this out when I went to minister in Ethiopia. We were ministering in a church with a tin roof, and it was very hot. And and so the church was packed, and I was about to step down off the platform and minister, you know, pray for the people. And so I took some tissues and I, I just wiped my face with those tissues. And then I put the tissues back on the podium and I stepped off and I noticed the young man sprang up and he took those tissues. And I thought to myself, well, bless his heart. He's trying <laughs> to keep the place tidy. And and so we, we prayed for everybody, and about four days later, he came back into the meeting, and he was waving this piece of paper, and and he came up, and he told us it was a letter from the doctor. He was a diabetic, and he had a letter from his doctor to say that he was completely healed. He, he had high blood, blood pressure. It was completely healed. I know there are people listening to us right now. You have high blood pressure. I say to you, be healed of that in Jesus' name. And uh, this young man told how he took those tissues and put them under his pillow, and, and that's how he got healed. So there is a scripture where it tells us that, that God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. And we, we have to understand that it, it was God that did the special miracles. It wasn't a special man called Paul. Although we do absolutely honor the Apostle Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and we honor him. But it was Paul himself who, who taught us that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. Yes, and and he quickens me, and so um, I realized it was it's God's special miracles. It's not special people, and and so anybody can can do these miracles. In fact, Donna, I'll tell you this: just yesterday, there was a young mom, and she called me and she said, she said, Pastor Lil, I am not sleeping because my baby is crying all night, and I'm so tired 
when I go to work every day. And she said, please, would you pray when you get to your cell group in the morning, would you please pray that my baby will sleep? So I took a handkerchief along. And, and I said to the group, come on, let's, let's all lay hands on this handkerchief. And we're going to pray that this baby sleeps. And, and so we did that. And I went over yesterday afternoon and I just dropped that handkerchief off for her. And she put it under her baby's pillow. And I called her this morning and I said, how did your baby sleep? And she said, my baby slept so beautifully. And I've got such a happy baby today. So these are miracles that we can sign for. You can you can pray over handkerchiefs. Maybe you cannot get to somebody, but you can pray over a handkerchief and they can put it under their pillow and God will do a special miracle for them. Yes, yes. You know what, Lil? We are out of time and I can't believe it. I'm going to have to let you go. But before we do that, I know you believe that when you were filled with the Holy Spirit, that you received the fire of God. And we've spoken of that uh, throughout this program. Will you pray that release and that impartation to our listeners before we leave? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that your word says that we will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. Just put your hand on your belly because out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And I speak fire on you. Fire, 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 fire on you. In Jesus' name, I speak healing on you, anointing on you. And I say to you, go, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Go and do the work of the ministry. In Jesus' name, receive it. Amen. Well, what an honor it's been to have with us today. The delightful, I have to say, Lil Defend. Thank you, Lil. I'm Donna Chavis, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get today's offer, the Smith Wigglesworth Power Package. Sid? We put together a powerful resource for you. It's the Smith Wigglesworth Power Package. This package includes two promise books by Smith Wigglesworth. They're full of Smith's favorite scriptures, powerful quotes, and personal insights. One book is on faith and miracles. The second is scriptures on healing and comfort. You'll also get two exclusive anointed and power-packed teachings by Lil Defin and the My Life Book Journal. So be sure to get the Smith Wigglesworth Power Package for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer 9516. Once again, that's offer number 9516.